there's a there's some this is an interesting job that is open a very interesting job that is open like these people that say that we can't afford or why would they take this why would you come to idaho at the fcs level this is a top 10 job like yeah the facilities are there the history is there you're in a top three conference at the fcs level you do have games where if you start winning, you should expect sellouts. Montana, Eastern, Montana State, or even Weber close. currently. Yeah, we're 12, close. Like 12,000. You, you have the ability to turn this into, like, obviously we're not going to become North Dakota State overnight. But, like. I'd kill to be Northern Iowa. Yeah. Northern Iowa. Why can't we be Sac State? Why can't, <laughs> like, if Sac State, a commuter school, can do this, like, we can get the right guy in, and maybe within a year, I'm – a big believer, and I think you see it with like just about every coach. That third year is really, I feel like, the year you're going to see what that coach is about. Um, which I guess is exactly what happened with Paul. We won four games, and that was exactly what Paul was about because that's where you start to get your guys in, and you can't just sneak up on people anymore. And you've usually played your entire conference. So like I killed the people in Iowa, so I expect to be and just structurally not allowed in this playoffs. That is hilarious. Uh, For our listeners, we are talking about you and I making the playoffs virtually every single year. Hey, they are I would technically kill for that. They are they technically Big Sky. They are technically Big Sky champions. Oh god. <laughs> no, okay. Not not mean to interrupt Chris guys. It's a running joke amongst Big Sky podcast network and some Big Sky media figures that Northern Iowa will always be ranked like top five to start the season. And if there is any way that Northern Iowa can questionably make the playoffs, they will. They yeah, did this year going, yeah, they did this year going six and five. Yes, they did beat Sac State earlier in the year. That was before Sac State had figured things out. But for the resume, that is a good win. But this just fed to the joke of Northern Iowa. Six and five, not allowed to miss the playoffs. And they Weber played State, at home. We can beat Northern Iowa, and I would be okay with that. Weber State I would be beat, content. Yeah, I'm Weber a State beat Eastern standard, but. had more than <laughs> yeah. You, you, Weber State beat Eastern had seven wins, which is more than six last I checked. Chris, tell me if I'm wrong. And Weber was universally understood as being out of the playoffs. Of everyone, jo- I joked about this in our thread. Of course, Northern Iowa makes it in. The the surprise was they weren't seated. I'm done interrupting you. Sorry. Yeah, no, but anyway, so let's move on. I know we'll get it out there, so I'll just let you guys get your giddies as giddier than me, Brian and Dallas. Who is your number one pick to be I.O. head coach? And, I mean, I'm going to frame this to, obviously, we're going to keep it semi-realistic. Nick Saban is not coming to Idaho, so I hate to break it, Boatman. I knew you you wanted Saban. That was was Reddit college football's suggestion, right? Like (laughs) – that account has quarter million followers and they love Idaho because the Kibbe Dome was a cult hero. They they were like, what does Nick Saban have left to prove at Bama? Nothing. Like yeah. if he can go to Moscow and get it done in the Kibbe Dome, then he's the greatest of all time. But tell that, no. I'm not. sure you guys saw this. Just a small plug for the work Brian and Dallas did today. Did you guys see Reddit College Football on Thursday, their comment about the Paul news? Great. I'm so glad I get to share this with you. I'm not a big Reddit guy, so it got showed to me. But it literally said the Vandal football coach being fired story being broke by a website named after the most famous bar in Moscow is the most Idaho thing of all time. <laughs> so we were, we were, and that was not FCS Reddit. That was Reddit college football. Quarter million so followers we, on Twitter. Yeah, we got, we got a little bit of a trend there from that. I, I did chuckle out loud when I saw that. I said, that is spot on to whoever came up with that golf clap. But uh, I, I've keep, filibustering your guys' uh, coach search. Obviously, it's Mark Farley. 
Yeah, Absolutely. you and I had coach Mark Farley, no question. Dallas, I'll let you go first. So for me, uh, we've obviously been, been joking about this for about two years now, uh, but it's the exact same person that I wanted to get the job when Aki was fired. Bo Baldwin is the top person on the list for me. The guy has proven that he knows what to do with Big Sky football. And obviously the Cal Poly thing is not starting <laughs> off incredibly well. I also don't think that anybody, I, I think Nick Saban would have a little bit of a tough time going to Cal Poly and turning that program around. That That is just, that is a tough thing to do. It is so hard to get into. It, it's, it's a beautiful location. I mean, I would love to live in SLO, but it's just, it's so much harder to win there than it's going to be for really anywhere. And I, I talked about Idaho being a hard job. Idaho is a breeze compared to Cal Poly. Uh, and I, I would love, I would just, I'd love to see it. If there's any chance you can raise the money to bring him over from Cal Poly, I think you have to do it. Uh, bring in a guy who has won a national championship at this level. There's not a whole lot of them out there. Let's go get Casey Kaler. Uh, Casey Kaler. <laughs> uh, Brian, uh, are you going to echo the Baldwin or are you going to kind of, I mean, obviously Baldwin is obviously a guy I think every Idaho fan should be excited if we were able to get, but would, that, well, would you true? be excited, Chris? What would we have of to do course. to get you excited? Of course. I would love if we got him. Now, is he on my short list? No, but yeah. am I going to be ecstatic if we get him? Of course. Cause I do agree with, Dallas, I think there's a little bit more between the lines here of like, I do agree that the Cal Poly thing is incredibly hard, uh, especially when you're taking that offensive system they ran and trying to move it into, you know, his kind of spread, no huddle thing. That being said, Georgia Tech is not struggling with it nearly as much and have same mm-hmm. recruiting. Nope. How many wins has Georgia Tech had in the last Georgia two Tech's not ready to fire their coach. Honestly, but he's, won, he's won five conference games in the ACC, Bob Baldwin won in the big again. sky. But I'm saying, like, same kind of recruiting aspects. Like, you have to be uber uber smart. Um, so, I'm not saying he wouldn't succeed at Idaho. But I would say that you talk about a hard job. Hard job would also be Northern Colorado. And objectively, Ed McCaffrey has done a better job stepping in there in one season and turning that program around than Bo Baldwin has with two in Cal Poly. So, I, I do think Bo Baldwin would be a successful coach. I do think he'd be a good hire. I'm just not convinced like most people that if we hire him, a national title is coming. So maybe it's like set your standards where they are. Maybe it is just that we just become Northern Iowa. I do think we'd finish a lot better than six and five normally, but I don't think Bo Baldwin is going to get us back to a national title. I think you saw with Eastern later in his career, like they were very good. And I know they lost on some BS kind of like, you couldn't even write it up for movie script stuff. At the end of the day, he never got back to Frisco. So like, could we be good? Absolutely. But I I have higher standards than Northern Iowa uh, is my take on it. I think Bo Baldwin would be a step forward. I just think there's some bigger jumps we could take, in my opinion. So uh, I'm, I'm going to answer this question. And this, of course, is this is the dream but reasonable dream scenario, right, Chris? Yes. Like, please don't give me Pete Carroll. <laughs> right. And also, he for might be out of a job. hey, for listeners, if we reference a name right now, that doesn't mean we have any information that he's. Oh, hell no. This is all speculation. Yeah. No, uh, for me, honestly, it is either Bo Baldwin or Bo Baldwin, good God, Brian, or Troy Taylor. 
Uh, Troy Taylor at Sac State. I don't think there's an actual prayer because his contract is gigantic. He signed a seven-year deal, so I don't know what the money to get him out would be, and that's presuming he would want to. I think he's, Cal- North- he's a Northern California guy anyway. But uh, the reason why is both guys have been successful wherever they've been, for the most part, as head coaches. Baldwin, it's a turnaround job, so I understand it differently. But as head coaches, he was objectively one of the most successful coaches in the history of the Big Sky Conference. But he took Paul Wolf's work in creating stability at Eastern and took it to a level Paul Wolf sure is held in touch. Okay. So absolutely ecstatic if it's Bo Baldwin. Troy Taylor also would be a fantastic guy. He reputationally is very smart as a coach. He's been flexible as hell at Sacramento State, State in doing whatever that team needs to to win. He's also been a guy who can get his team both to score and play defense. So either of those names would be cool. Although, as a joke, Chris, I would kill for Jeff Cho, and I would love making fun of the R&R CatCast guys about how Cho left for the greener pastures in Moscow, Idaho. I would love the Cho worshipers in Montana State to have to square the circle of like, hey, guys, not only do you leave you guys, he came to Moscow. How are you liking that? He Cho doesn't have his teams play the style that I like the most, but honestly, Cho would be kick-ass and engaging the fan base. That absolutely matters for this, for this job right now, and he's won, so... I cheated and gave you three answers, Chris. No, but now now I'm curious. If it came down to it and they're like, hiring Mm. committee, Brian Marceau, we have all these guys committed to the exact same deal, exact same years, and the money is raised. Who are you? Who do you take? If you go, Terry Golick, Scott Green, I am so glad you called me for this because the answer to your question is... Bo Baldwin. I like the style. I like the game style. It, like it's yeah. dumb. Like it might be dumb because it might not like Jeff Chode actually might be better for the big sky right now because he built a defensive oriented team and he was still able to have a good offense without having a quarterback who can throw up more than half a yard. But, but I, I look, I, I will be supportive of whoever the new coach is. No question. But if we, my dream scenario is we land a good coach who, who plays a fun style. That's my, that's why I say Bo Baldwin. Yeah, Dallas, it looks like you kind of nodded similar. Completely agree. I would personally love Baldwin just because I watched that for years covering TV. I think it's fun. I saw it, unfortunately, end in the semifinals way too many times. It would be a blast. But again, I I will be happy if it's any of those names. And I'm sure even if it's somebody that we're not going to discuss here, I'm in full support, obviously, until the results are out. Boatman, kind of between those three, would you have a favorite? Because those are probably our biggest reaches, right? Of like realistic reaches. Um, I, I don't know. Like, this is tough. I mean, so personally, I've heard names thrown around that I'm I'm not going to say on here because and we'll get to more picks later. I'm more about yeah. these three is like oh these three. Well, as my like real answer, my real answer is oh we'll go into more. Well, no, but my real answer is it's like a branch off of Troy Taylor in terms no, of realism. We'll get, well, we'll get to him then, too. I don't um, know exactly what you're talking about. You know, between Cho, Baldwin, Troy Taylor, that's a, like, that's a tough – because per, personally, like, per, personally, who do I want? I, I don't want actually any of those guys, actually, to yeah. be honest with you guys. Um, I don't think Choate's ever going to happen. I think he's too name, prideful. He loves, well, he is undefeated against Montana. And I don't think he would risk that because he is an ego guy. 
And though he he's can say that was at Idaho, that was a Montana State, I think he does care about how he's perceived in Montana State. Yes. I think he loves that he is like a folk hero that will forever be a folk hero in Bozeman. I also still think he has a vendetta, vendetta against the University of Idaho. Like from not being recruited, recruited like, when he like, was in like this high guy, school. like this guy, this guy has held this personally for like twenty to thirty years, and like like he because he didn't get he's from St. Mary's, right? Yeah, and he had to and go he, to Montana Western. He, so he went to the, he went to NAIA instead of FCS. So it's not like it's not like he you know then went to Montana State, you know. So but he he's talked bad about he's not talked bad, but he has never held his feelings back about his opinion on the University of Idaho. Um, I always wouldn't be a choke guy. I don't know enough about Troy Taylor other than what he's done at Sac State the last couple of years, which is remarkable to me. And I think, I think Bo Ball was my answer because like a tie to the area B has semi exp- like been attached, not attached or expressed interest in this job in the past, but like, I don't think it was out with them. The realm of like, we know that he wasn't ever going to take the job in 2013, but like, it's not like he's ever really, have a vendetta against Idaho, some attachment to the area. He has the best head coaching record of any of them, even with in factoring his Cal Poly stuff, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to go damaged goods. That's that's my answer. I had to think through this. I just would not be a choke guy. I don't think. Um, I don't. Troy Taylor, not much attachment there. So I'm going to go Bo Baldwin. Can I throw back to Bowman for ten seconds, Chris? Yeah, I just have course, one question. 100%. Jeff Choate interviewed for the Idaho job in 2012 when he was coaching at WSU. I don't know what people are talking about, about him having an Idaho vendetta other than he once uttered what is honestly outside of the university of Idaho alum circles, conventional wisdom that when we were FBS, we should have been big sky. I know a lot of people don't like that. I'm, but I'm commenting on the fact of what people outside of Idaho think that is not a controversial statement whatsoever to anyone who is not directly at the University of Idaho? Is there something else you're talking about with the well, when with I the say vendetta, vendetta? When I say vendetta, it's this that he's he's always like he's a big ego guy, right? Like I don't like he's his only ego coached person. at our rivals, so like he said some stuff at Boise yeah, State. I mean, but obviously, I, yeah, like, he said things that when he's at Boise State. He's, I mean, he's just he said that he even for the job. I, I just don't like his personality, and I think a he would leave us for the next. I think he, but in terms of like, he would just leave us as, and would, like, if he turned it around two years, he'd be gone again, right? Like, like he would leave right away. So that's part of, that's part of the answer is he loves himself so much and loves who he is so much, which is fine. It's got him this far. Um, it's just that I don't think I would, I, I mesh with that and I just, I, I don't like it. He's just like, he seems like an egotistical guy who, you know, thinks he's right and is always trying to find the next the next big thing to do and i think he fit well with montana state for the time he was there but like he was always going to leave like if you would rather have montana have would you rather have Bob, like a bobby hauk style coach who's been there forever and always has them winning or would you rather have cho who's shot him up like this but then left right away like yeah. i i would i would take bobby hauk all day every day so yeah. anyway i'm a troy to wrap this part up i'm a troy taylor uh, and that might shock people because I'm definitely a Choate Menem guy. But I agree. I think Choate would be here for a minimal of a couple of years where Troy Taylor somebody is a bit old. Like you might be able to get him to stick around. Uh, plus Choate is literally, we joke about it all the time, our deep dives into his actual coaching ability. He is best known for being undefeated against Montana. And I said very little success outside of beating Montana. I know they have a couple playoff wins to point to, but like at the end of the day, he never got them to the mountain. It's kind of my... 
like worry with like Baldwin is like, you know, it's the same. I got to throw the same kind of stuff at trope. Like, yeah, he was fun and awesome, but like same time, he never got them to the mountain. Or at least Baldwin did. Choke is actually probably my three out of those guys. So well, with, with Choke, people, I'm a Choke guy. There is a little context there. I mean, Boat's right that Choke, we could expect to leave if there was a turnaround. Choke got them to a semifinal, man. I mean, that's, yeah. that is a pretty dang good. How happy would we be? And how long would we, how many years would we be referencing, like, hey, I, Idaho made a semifinal if we made a semifinal? That's, uh, you're right, there was no championship for sure but not that many guys outside of North Dakota state right now win championships in the FCS. So like, if that's the criteria for being good or having a great season, like we've defined it out of existence for essentially everyone, but North Dakota state. Well, let's see. Sam that's Houston my problem to be there. And that's but, my problem uh, with FCS. Anyway, let's, let's go real quick down like former players. Uh, obviously you've got Scott Linehan, who's an offensive analyst at Missouri. You've got Doug Nussmeyer. You've got Joel Thomas. He's been thrown around a bit. Uh, do either of those three, and see if I, I might be missing mm. one. I mean, I guess Casey Reader's Dunn. probably in there. Casey Dunn. Um, I, I, don't, Reader, State. Reader, I don't think you can mention Reader. Like, just to be honest with you, yeah, that, I, that's, not, that's not even worth – there's a lot of names that you're going to shout here that are probably not even be worth a shout because of who I've heard might be interested in this job. So, anyway, yeah. continue on. But, like, I would say, so out of former Vandal players that are currently coaching, do mm-hmm. any of the – do any of them, you know, get, get you all giddy? Or are we kind of like – I'm glad they were part of our alma mater. Ooh, ooh, Dallas has won. I'm excited because uh, none of them do it yes. for me, really. Uh, i giddy about how much hatred I would have for my life if Scott Linehan was named the coach here. I watched the Rams under Scott Linehan. They went from greatest show on turf to kind of mediocre, okay, into leading into the worst five years in the history of the NFL. The NFL is different than college, but Scott Linehan would make me giddy about how much content we'd have for the people that were unhappy with Petrino because it would only be tripled down. Like it'd be great for tub shows. We'd have crazy levels of viewership as an actual hire. I would hate it, but I'd be giddy about that. That's- Nick Saban, Bob Petrino. I'm just saying like, it's like you say, it's a different game. He hasn't been in college. Like this is his first two yeah. years in college yeah. since, since like 2000. So, um, and also everyone's going to point to, well, his passing coordinator job at LSU, which was held by Joe Brady before LSU has shitty quarterbacks, like extremely shitty quarterback play. Ooh, um, on, there's one that we would love if he transferred. Well, but I'm <laughs> saying in terms of, in terms of like, they went from Joe Burrow, which is maybe the greatest college season of all time to, I don't even know who their quarterback was last year for the most part. Like it is like, it, it was a recipe for disaster to be Scott Lahan at LSU in 2020. Um, but anyway, um, Chris, can I take this real quick? So yeah. I would give you, I'd be giddy for all four, right? Like, okay. So here, here, here's, I'll kind of break it down. Scott Linehan, obviously, it's Idaho's most famous coaching alum, like alumnus yeah. who's a coach, right? Like, there is no one more famous who's been Idaho Vandal. Um, you can maybe say Tom Cable, I guess, in terms, in terms of right now, um, <laughs> who played for, who played at the University of Idaho, right? Like, there's no one more famous who's played at U of, U of I who has gone to have a, a coaching career. You'd say Dennis Erickson is more famous than Scott Linehan potentially in college, but he never played here. Yeah. Um, so Brian Lindgren, I, I would love Brian oh, Lindgren. Yeah, Lindgren. Right. Um, Brian Lindgren's fantastic. What he's been able to, like he's, he's been in the big sky. Okay. So after he left Idaho, um, he was at University of Redlands, which is like a D3 or D2 in Cali. Then he's gone on to, he was at NAU for quite a few years. Then he moved up to Colorado 
as part of uh, Mike McIntyre's staff and uh, ended up being promoted to OC. Then uh, he left and he's been Jonathan Smith's OC for the last few years and was not sure who called the plays. Jonathan, Jonathan Smith actually answered this in a press conference recently. Brian Lindgren calls the plays and look at how good Oregon State's been doing these last couple of years. Like they could win the Pac-12 with a win this weekend. Oregon State can still win the Pac-12 North, right? Like it's it's wild. Well, they need Wazoo to lose too. It's some any, anyway. Um, but so he's been calling the plays in the Pac-12 for quite a few years and only been improving. I think his name is going to be on the list for bigger OC jobs or maybe a group of five head coach in the next few years if we if we don't have a chance to snatch him now. I'm not saying he takes it, but still, good name and I think good organizational skills. He has too much upward trajectory, in my opinion. Like well, He I mean, is young enough to where he knows he does not need he's not to make that young, though, but, now. but I'm saying it depends, right? Like The people always argue, like, why would Lingren do this? Why would so-and-so do this, right? You never know what someone does for the alma mater. You never know what someone wants to do for their first head coaching job. Like, it's Troy Taylor leaving Utah to go to Sac State. Like, that's a weird, that's a weird transition. But he, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you never know what someone does for their alma mater and you never know what someone does for their first head coaching job. Depends on timing. He's from Walla Walla. Just, um, you just never know. Joel Thomas, he's someone who interviewed back in 2012 for this job. I would love Joel. Um, you know, it's, it's insane. Um, how much I would love Joel here. And in case he doesn't name, doesn't get mentioned much. He's the OC at Oklahoma state. He's a top 10 team in the country played here, coached here. I would love Casey. Dunn. I love all four of them. Who knows if that's going to happen, but I would just love all four. Brian and Dallas, since I think you both uh, are going to have to hop up. Yeah, I got to hop off guys. Um, I'm going to co-sign what Boatman just said on Lindgren, Dunn, or Joel Thomas. Uh, all those guys would be exciting as hell to me. The, the big thing that I'm going to have is my final takeaway, and I'm going to jump topics on just because I'm leaving, guys, is if we can get a Vandal, a guy with Vandal connections, that's cool. Good God, I hope that's not a prerequisite. I just want us to take the best guy who's available. It's We should be looking at Vandal connections because as far as putting together a reasonable list of people who might be and we should be excited about, there will be Vandals included on there. Absolutely no question. But I think fans need to be ready to find out that their next head coach doesn't necessarily have vandal connections in the in the same way that we honestly hear people talk about all the time. We need to get someone who's good and and willing to take it. And Joel Thomas would be great. Lindgren, man, I would be ecstatic. Lindgren honestly might be over Bo Baldwin for me about actual excitement. Bo Baldwin's just a little bit more familiar because he has Big Sky familiarity. But we've seen teams of the Big Sky snag coordinators who do great. Brent, yeah, Brent Vegan has done great. He's not Pac-12, but like Brent Vegan has done great as a coordinator. Troy Taylor was Utah offensive coordinator before he came to Sac State. He's done great. Didn't have head coaching experience at collegiate level. Didn't matter. He knew what he was doing and it worked. And if I don't get snag a guy like that, I don't care if they're connected to the university. Good Lord. Honestly, this is going to be a hot take. I don't care if their connections Boise State. If the guy is good and they're willing to come here, we need to word. care about getting someone who gets wins. That's how we, we, we rehab the program. Thanks, everyone, for coming in. Thanks for letting me filibuster a handful of times. I'll see you all on Tuesday. See you, Brian. See you, Brian. Hammer? So I'm going to bounce out of here, too. Uh, I personally think that Casey Dunn is the my favorite of the names I've heard there. But I question, would Casey Dunn come for this job? I mean, like, no, like, I, like both said, you never know with the, the alma mater, but – Oklahoma State has looked really good this year. He's obviously, if he stays there for another year or two, he's looking at a group five job or maybe even a cruddy P5 job. Like, 
you never know with the alma mater. So that's that's where a lot of this is speculation. I'm going to guess a lot of the stuff we talk about isn't even going to be if they if they do release a, a list of finalists. I'm going to guess that we're going to get one or two of them, and the rest are going to be guys that we had never even discussed. Maybe Chris's piece online will have some more of those names, but I'm just I am excited. I'm not as deep into the into it as you two are, so I am really looking forward to listening to the rest of this and hearing the extra names you two throw in. Well, welcome back to uh, <laughs> buddy. Um, if you're just finding this, this might actually work out better. For those of you that don't know, we were just live, and then with the, with the changing of of people having to leave or whatnot, uh, we accidentally hit end record instead of leave broadcast. But either way, now we can have mo- maybe a more standalone coaching search between obviously Boatman and I. Uh, is more up our wheelhouse, anyways. In like terms of obviously what we said, what gets us excited. So. Um, I said I'd be happy with any four of them um, for all different reasons, whether it's bringing excitement back, right? Like some people will be questioning Scotland Ham, but man, I know a lot of boosters would be pretty happy. Um, it's a name that people might get excited about to come back to KBO and watch games about with um, just, you know, on face face value, face level, right? Um, and it's someone I think would maybe not like leave for another job. Yeah. Um, well, because after- he's, he's been there and done that. That's the one thing I've yeah. I lean more on the uh, the the uh, hammer side of this as well. Like, obviously, I think Scott Linehan would be a big win um, on, for us, fortunately or unfortunately. I think he's in a position that it absolutely makes sense for him to take the job if he wanted it. He's an offensive analyst in Missouri. He's had years. He's had the Rams. Probably, the still, probably still getting paid by the Cowboys. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, I think he is at that point where, like, this is – it's his Bobby Houck job. Like – if we got Scott Linehan, I don't think he's going anywhere without being fired or retired. Like, I don't think this would be a stepping stone for him. I think at this point he'd be coming back. He's from the central Washington area. Like this is a guy that would probably, we could ride out into the sunset with, and hopefully he keeps winning. I think that's the pro with him. The con I agree is kind of, he really hasn't had success as a head coach. Uh, and the college level is different. And he's just gotten back into the college game for the first time and then was immediately fired. But we talked about it. LSU was a mess at that point anyways. And uh, Coach O was trying to save his job. So, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's But then the excitement, too, of like, you know, if Scott comes in, Matt Linehan's probably coming in to run your quarterbacks, your running backs. Probably not your OC, but who knows? Um, so it brings Matt Linehan back to Idaho, which I think a lot of people will be down for. So I think there is the wins with that. It would be cool if we could get a certain Garrett Nussmeyer to maybe transfer. Um, I know something I forgot to mention was Doug Nussmeyer. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I was gonna say. So, what is your opinion on Doug Nussmeyer, quarter, quarter, current quarterbacks coach for the Dallas Cowboys, Vandal legend <laughs> as well? The Cowboys and his son. I'm, I'm thinking this is Ed McCaffrey 2.0. Could we get Doug Nussmeyer to leave the Cowboys and just former four star recruit Garrett Nussmeyer transfer? Where's his son at? I don't even know. He's at LSU. He's a true freshman. Oh. They played him in three games. They specifically quit playing him so they could redshirt him for next year. So um, he obviously is getting looks, and I don't know if you get looks at LSU, you're going to leave. Uh, where Dylan McCaffrey was kind of getting shafted at Michigan, which is probably why he was more open to leaving. Plus, McCaffrey was a senior. Garrett would be committing to his four years at the U of I. So obviously it's not happening. It was just more something fun to fun to throw out. But Nuss? Yeah, I think, I think Nuss is actually more likely to leave. Like – He's job hopped quite a bit, uh, the college ranks. I mean, he was at Fresno State. He was at Washington. Yeah, he, he, was he has his Michigan. He was resume, at Florida. His coaching resume is Michigan State offensive coordinator for all these next ones I'm going to read. 
uh, Fresno State, Washington, Alabama, Michigan, Florida, and obviously, obviously now he's at the Dallas Cowboys. So like, yeah, and those are some high profile jobs, right? And I so think like, that's I would love you. I don't. I would love to have Nuss. I think Linehan's way more likely to come to Idaho. Um, and like, even though people, some people always say, well, he hasn't had success head coaching. Actually, sometimes like that is good. Mm-hmm. Like not, I mean, not to say like, oh, you want guys. Troy Taylor did it, and he just won the big sky. Right, like Jeff. Like, Choate, I, mean, I mean, his. I mean, Troy Taylor only had a high school level. Uh, Aaron Best coach. didn't it. Right. Yeah. So I mean, and people say, well, Scott Linehan didn't wasn't successful as a head coach. Okay, NFL. It's a completely different ball game. Like it's massively different. You know, um, people go, well, he didn't get, wasn't good at calling the plays for the Cowboys. Blah 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 blah. Right. Okay. Probably not calling the plays he comes to Idaho. I mean, if anything, he's probably learned great organizational skills, which is, I think, something that Idaho we've been crying out for is that we would just love someone else to be OC. We'd love someone else to, like, call plays. We lo- we would love to just to because it takes off, like, having your head coach call plays on the sideline. It works for some people. Generally doesn't work not out for most. Not, yeah. everyone's Sean, not everyone's Sean Payton, okay? Just, like, yeah. that's not normal. Um. Mike McCarthy used to call his own plays in Green Bay to reference NFL. He's given that up to Kellen Moore, who calls plays, right? Like it's sometimes it works out for the best. So I, I could, I mean, if Scott brought in an OC and brought in someone else to call plays and he just was, he was the guy who oversaw everything, knew how to organize right, get out there, recruit, make fans happy. I think he's the perfect guy for the job. This is just me just guessing. Like I have no idea. I would love, like, I would love it. We're just going through former head guys. This isn't even people who we think are necessarily going to get the job, right? Yeah, like, but you, you t- got to call and you got to interview. Yeah, these are these, these and, are the these are the at least hit, the, give a call brain. list. These, yeah. these are the hey, give a call list, right? Like make that's what this list no. is. Make yeah. them say no, and then make okay. your decision. Right. But. So I guess I, I would go Scott over Nuss. That's that was the original question, and that's that's my answer on that. Lingren I mean, versus Casey Dunn. Because now you're getting kind of the younger OCs Lindgren. in here. You think Lindgren? Yeah. Um, and likely or if they both, both said yes. I think both. Okay. Um, Lindgren's coaching the big sky in the last 15 years at AU. Okay, so he knows he knows that whole ball game. Uh, he spent his whole time on the West Coast, right? Casey Dunn's been in Oklahoma State for a long time, so sometimes success is brought upon being at a certain spot and having continuity for a while. Lindgren's shown success at NAU. He's shown success at Colorado. He's now shown success at Oregon State. So he knows how to move around. Um, and his current head guy at Oregon State, Jonathan Smith, Idaho's quarterback coach for five years. So I would take I would take Brian Lindgren over Casey Dunn. Okay. Yeah, I, I would, I'd be happy with either. Yeah. But I think, yeah, Same. Lindgren has shown – at a tougher place, not that Oklahoma State's easy to win at either, but yeah, I, I think uh, Oklahoma State's. Oh, oh, you could probably argue that Oklahoma State's a top twenty-five FBS program year in and year out. Like, Fact. like, so that's, that's not a bad but, place but to be. But that has always been under Gundy or Les Miles. They have had incredible coaching stability there, and where, a lot of money with a man named T. Yeah, where Oregon so, State has been in the cellar no. of the Pac-12 mm-hmm. for a while, so that so turnaround is more impressive. impressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Colorado. Place. Colorado was also really good when he was there. I'm not saying that's his part, but like Colorado was winning Pac-12 South titles, and Colorado has been terrible for 30 years. So let's get into the controversial picks. Controversy Mm. breeds, you know, views. Mm. Nick Rolovich. I know Brian and Dallas are kind of on the same boat here with me. I don't think I've heard your take on it. I'm big into if you could get him, you get him. 
because uh, eventually, well, the thing that led to his firing was not his ability to coach at Washington State. It was uh, or his mishandling of player scandal. Yeah, it was right something that was out of even the university's control. It was a by the governor of the state made it to where he could no longer be employed by the institution. That is not an issue at Idaho currently. Nick Rolovich, also difficult places to win, Pullman, Washington, and Hawaii. Honolulu. He's won at both. And I know people, like in my article, which hopefully we'll have freaking edited because they had a lot of errors, uh, was 28 and 27 at Hawaii. But he took over for Norm Chow, who was 10 and 36 in four seasons. So, like, he turned that around. I know 500 is not impressive, but he was able to do that. He's been a head coach for six years, and four of those seasons he's been over 500. You know, and I think you can see that it's not really fair. He got fired from Wazoo, and Wazoo has done well with basically his system in place. Now, maybe he doesn't win all those games, but like his Wazoo record at five and six probably would look a lot better now had he been able to be maintained. So, I don't know. I'm I am okay with the Rolovich idea. I don't think it would be a job he would take. I know he is weird enough that like he might think the Kibbe Dome is cool. I know he's attended multiple games in the Kibbe Dome. Uh, but the problem is, I think he is more on the Art Briles, Hugh Freeze train, where though there's some controversy around him being fired, he's not going to be stuck to the kind of schools those guys were, because uh, there's going to be different, different I, scandals I too. He could coach in 40, 46 different states, I think it is. He just happened to be one of the four states where he wasn't allowed to coach. Like way so, different scandals too. Can be yeah, compared way to worse scandals. And, yeah, like this scandals. is like like those guys are. That's a if way those guys thing. have jobs. Hey, Rolovich is going to get a job. And lip and Liberty, like that's honestly cracks me up that Liberty has Hugh Freeze their head coach because it's supposed to be a religious institution, and this is who they hire. The person who's hiring giving players hookers. Anyway, fun thing today. Uh, fun fact of the day: Jimmy Lake and Nick Rolovich never coached at an Apple Cup. Well, one would argue that Jimmy Lake only Why? got his job because of comments while coaching in an Apple Cup. But yes, like, would, one would argue coach, that Jimmy Jimmy Lake, coach. one would argue Jimmy Lake, it was a head coach because he owned Mike Leach for seven years and made one smart ass comment about it, and then that's how he got his job. Well, also, uh, anyway, I, I get into Jimmy Lake because yeah, let's not I mean, talk about the Huskies. But uh, who, I could who, talk about the Huskies again. Who, that's one of my three coaching searches, you, Chris. You and three. you and you and I won the Big Sky because they beat Sac State. Oh, Washington is last place in the Big Sky. They didn't win a single oh, game. They're God. tied to Southern Utah. And UNLV. And UNLV. And UNLV. Uh, um, I mean, I could I could get in. That's one of my three coaching searches, so I did have to bring that up. Obviously, Manchester United being my third one. And thank God. Anyway. Um, so do you like – I mean, would you be okay with well, the like Nick Rolovich? Yeah, I'd be okay with it. I think so. Like, Where would he f- fall in your short list? Is he a top hmm. five, top ten, top 20? Safe top 10, pushing top five around okay. that, around that. Like, like I, like he'd be around that top five. Like I, I would definitely, yeah. I mean, someone said he's a tad radioactive for his administration. I'm not sure if he is. Um, Scott Green has a lot of credibility right now. Like dude, the state board loves him. The governor loves him. You know, Every person who's associated with the University of Idaho loves Scott Green. Like, the, not the thing that Duke can get away with murder, but like, shit, he's not Chuck Saban making this hire. And yeah, I will if, just if Scott this. Green makes this hire, people will get on board. And I'm just saying this, like, this is something that just Vandal fans should remember moving forward. Um, 
Terry Golick is probably not making this hire. Terry Golick is not making this hire. This is a Scott Green hire. Um, just from like what I've heard slash my personal, not even heard, but like it's more like what I think. This is something that's like so important, right? This is the most important person, top three most important people in your university publicly. You know, your president, um, football coach is one of them because that's who's in the news, right? Like Scott Green's not doing a weekly radio show in Boise every week. Okay. The football coach is. So he's going to have his hands all over this hire um, in the final say. Terry will be involved. I'm not saying she's not going to be involved. She's going to be involved. But final say is going to come down to see Scott Green. And um, so when I say he could get away with murder with this hire, he could. Rolovich could definitely be the next head coach at Idaho if he wanted it. And I yeah. think everything would be fine. I just don't think Rolovich wants it. All right. Cool. Neither do I. On to the next bit of controversy. Okay. Let's do it. Any former donkeys? I mean, okay. Define donkey. Like any, like. Well, any anyone define- with attachments. Cause I know obviously my pick here is I like Byron Hout. I am don't starting think- to, now that this is realistic, I will say not quite the experience I want yet. Mm-hmm. I can also, Hasn't called I think plays it would be yet. a bad look that he is probably in the hunt for a job because I don't think Idaho State's most of their staff will be retained by the new administration. Right. So he is most likely a free agent coach. What I love for us maybe to bring it, it made me more realize he would just be a good fit to bring in. I hope the new guy maybe looks at him and goes, okay, well, Montana state. The problem, problem, state, is, problem is he's, state. he's a, he's a D line coach and I would much rather retain Luther. Okay. True. Like that's, True. I mean, like if I had to choose between Luther and, and Byron Howe is my D, next D line coach, I'm choosing Luther Ellis, like 11 days out of 10. True. Probably um, the most likely guy to stay on the staff. One of the, one of like yeah, I, I think that's see, something we should address too. And like, we guys, hire former Vandals like Nuss or Lin, Lindgren. I would expect or Linehan. Brian Reeder probably finds a way to stay on the staff. Just out of I that think, like respect thing, uh, mm-hmm. he probably gets demoted from OC because they'll probably want to bring in their own guy. Go back but, to he can go back to a recruiting job. He can go. I mean, the he'll be got back to receiver or running back coach. I guess I guess I'll name my my three most likely people to stay part of the staff: Luther Ellis. Um, Brian Reeder and JD Johnson, the director of football operations. Like that's someone who I definitely hope gets retained is JD because the director of football ops is the person who makes the program tick every single day. So the head coach doesn't have to, it's their, it's their, it's their person who runs the program, like kind of keeping everything going along. And especially since we're having a quick turnaround, like you want a couple people with ties to, to the school, right? A couple people who have been moving things along, you don't want to get rid of everyone. Um, so those are my three that I would hope would be, uh, involved in the next the next staff at some level, um, but donkeys okay. Byron Hout no for me because a hasn't called plays yet at this level. Like if you were to come to me within five years and he's been a DC at Idaho State or somewhere else, he's been successful. Great, I'll I would consider it, but can't even consider like there's too many other names out there that are interested in this job that would just get the nod over him, right? Like. Um, who else is a donkey that you would that you could say? There's not really. I mean, maybe okay. Matt actually, one for me, Zach Hill. Um, okay. Name not too familiar with maybe a lot of people. Zach Hill was the OC at Boise State only or passing corner for a year. I want to say. Yeah. Now he's at what? Arizona so very State. brief. Before that, he was at he's the OC at Arizona State now. He was at Boise for a year or two. Before that, he was the OC at Eastern. Um, uh, the last he was the OC before was that. Bet when Best was first head coach, I want to say. So he was like Best yeah. first OC. Okay. Um, 
I would I would like Zach Hill. That'd be probably my only donkey that I could like think of off the top of my head. I guess Jeff Choate's in that mention too. So sure, I think those are two. Um, and those are like people who was like they were there for like a year or two. They weren't they weren't like yeah they weren't they weren't buying out play, playing there. Yeah. No, there's someone who stopped there for a year on the way through. Yep. Um, is Shoemaker out of it for you? I don't know. Um, so we say Shoemaker, I guess we should address that's Ian Shoemaker, the former um, offensive coordinator at uh, Eastern Washington. Eastern. Um, resigned slash let go amid some spooky stuff a few weeks ago. No one really, no one externally knows, and no one that people that we know, they're even like semi attached, like uh, no Eastern, don't really know either. Like it's kind of, I think the best guess is that he just didn't get, there was some disconnect with Aaron Best, the head coach. Before that, I was pretty hot on Ian Shoemaker. I think it'd been a good, a good spot because A, he was a head coach at Central Washington, went over 50 games for them, pretty successful. Um, he was taking that that progression of central to eastern. Um, his offenses were exciting. He's had head experience, been good with it. Now, since he's let go, or I guess that kind of goes with the Rolovich thing, but like Rolovich has been a head guy in multiple different spots in FBS. So like that's a little different versus Shoemaker's only had D2. And we don't really know what it was, what the reason was that he was let go. So if if the university did his due diligence, right? Like if they know, if they know, and it's just literally him and Aaron Best did not get along, right? I'm okay with Ian Shoemaker, but him being let go kind of definitely knocked him down my totem pole. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Any ones that you've heard or seen on all vandals or talking to people that you were like wasn't even on your radar that kind of piqued your interest? Because obviously, I don't want to get. I don't know how you heard about it. Obviously, I think you know who my number one is, and that was one like that was totally off my radar that you actually provided. That, that was I'm, my name. That was the name that I gave out. Okay, that I'm in love with. So if, that's gonna say if that is one of those people, leave him off because that's kind of like, you know, I feel like I will crescendo the show, and I'll see where you're at with him. But is there anybody else that kind of got their name thrown out that you're like, okay, like hadn't heard of this guy, did my research on them, and I'm kind of I'd be on board. Um. And so this is all the speculation. I, I will I will say that like I've maybe heard some names. I'm actually not even going to talk about talk about them right now because it's a lot of just speculation from people. Um, maybe people who are a little more than know than than we are here. Um, one name that I would really be interested in. I would kind I kind of referenced him earlier. It's people were saying we're talking about Troy Taylor, talking about Bo Baldwin, Jeff Choate. I was like, well. Okay, Troy Taylor's got a lot of credit for what he's done at Sac State. There's person, there's person there who deserves like if Troy Taylor gets this much credit, there's the person here who gets this much credit, right? Like, like right, like right below Troy Taylor for what they've done. Yep. And so it's Andy Thompson, the DC at Sacramento State. Um, people going, who the hell is that? Okay, so he's been the DC at Sac State with Troy Taylor the whole time. And if you've heard Troy Taylor do interviews, he has said, I do not touch the defense. I literally call Hands the off. They, it's, it's, he's it's the like head, he's the head the guy, offense. right? He's the head guy. Troy Taylor's the head guy, but he, but in terms of, it's almost like two head coaches in a way. It's like someone coaches the defense, has full overall just um, final say on defensive stuff. That's Andy Thompson, the DC. Um, he's from Walla Walla, played at Montana in the late 90s, early 2000s, beat Idaho a couple times. Um, 
play and then coach at Montana for a long time. He's been the big sky for a while. So he's someone that it, like I think that'd be good enough ties to the region, good enough good, good ties to the big sky. No direct tie to Idaho, other than the fact that he's played against Idaho. He's from Three Walla Walla. And one yeah. Idaho. So I mean, I, I think that's a name that Vandal fans like if that name popped up, you'd be like, who the hell is that? I would be happy with that hire that just because like sneaky, yeah. he, it, it seems like I want someone who's going to be a CEO, right? Like, and I think that's what he gets what, it from being a part of it. Like yeah, he would say this right. Brett success, this is how I should run this right. program. And that's why I like people like Brian Lindgren, right? Like you, you learn from people, you learn from people. That's why I say Scott Linham would be a good choice because I think my biggest thing is I just don't like Petrino's a great offensive play caller. He's He's a good, and he was probably a good head coach, but I think they just didn't max match a lot of times, right? I think that was one of my biggest things. Is like I wish he just didn't call plays because, like, when you have a guy who's calling plays and being the head guy, they make a lot of wrong decisions sometimes, especially yeah. on offense because it's a lot more game management. I think Andy Thompson could hopefully learn some things. I'd be okay with him calling defense. It's a way different ball game calling defense than it is calling offense. So like, this is like my, and this is where I kind of want to pick your brain because, like, mm-hmm. maybe we were the absolute two wrong people to do this. Um, I personally prefer a defensive head coach because one, I think they understand the compartment compartmentalization of an organization and a team. I think we just saw it with Paul Petrino. Offensive guys seem to have a harder time not having their fingers in all the pies. Like, because it's decisions on it's decisions on. Hey, when do you go for it? You know, when do you punt? Defense, you just react to everything, right? Like, like that's a way. It's a way different thing calling defense than is calling offense. Like offense, you're controlling the flow of the game. And like my my critique on here is offensive minds are a dime a dozen. We find them like all the Ian Shoemaker was just this great offensive mind. Like you don't hear a lot of like, oh, he's a really good defensive coach. But then you look at like some stats that I pulled up. You look at some of the best coaches of all time, current and past. Nick Saban is a defensive coach. Bill Belichick is a defensive coach. Pete Carroll, defensive coach. Bill Cower, defensive coach. John Harbaugh, defensive Tom- coach. Mike, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin, defensive call. Paul Bear Bryant is a defensive coach. Meanwhile, you want to look at the names like in the big sky, take a big sky centric. Bobby Houck, defensive coach. Jay Hill, defensive coach. Jeff Choate, defensive coach. Chris Ball, defensive coach. Like, you know, the coaches who have been fired recently? Bob Stitt, offensive coach. Flugrad, offensive coach. Ed McCaffrey, not looking great, offensive coach. Paul Petrino, offensive coach. Rob Fennessy. Tim Walsh, the guys who have recently been fired in the big sky are all offensive coaches. Where you look at the guys who have just won the conference the last couple of years, said now Troy Taylor. But as we said, he lets Andy Thompson run the defense. This is how this whole thing came up. Yeah. It is defensive coaches. And I have said this forever when like with the Seahawks stuff comes up, like we should hire somebody. I'm like, look at defensive coaches win stuff. Out of the last 12 Super Bowls, Nine have been won by defensive coaches. Out of the last 10 national championships, six have been won by defensive coaches. And depending on what Kirby Smart does this year, that will be seven of 11. So, like, that is my point is everybody loves the offensive coach. It is way easier to find a good offensive coordinator than it is a great head coach. And I think you see that most defensive coaches translate to really good head coaches. It's my point with Andy Thompson. Yeah, I mean, like you talk about, like, you look at the FBS – college ball playoff right now right luke fickle nick saban kirby smart defensive guys only only ryan day was an offensive guy out of out of who's in the top four right i mean i just i'm just saying it speaks for itself 
Like, yeah, Offen offensive minds are great, and you can get them as OCs, yes. but they have to be able to compartmentalize better. Um, and sometimes I think defensive guys are because, like I said, offense is when you're calling offense and trying to run manage a game simultaneously. Okay, you are. Most offensive guys come from quarterbacks, qu quarterback coaching too, right? So like the most important position on the field. So they just go like this with them, okay? Defensive guys, like you might have a DB, but hey, they, they know what's going on with the D-line they know what's going on with the linebackers, right? Yeah. Like they they know what's going on. It has to work way more as a like a unit and a mesh versus like what the hell is a quarterback doing the whole time? And also they're not controlling the flow of the game. Offense, you, you are. When you run, when you pass, when you decide to punt, like it's it's a way, way different thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's just a name that if I'm not saying this is a name at all that I have heard. Um, but if this name did pop up we and where excited. we might, and where we might have troubles here, I guess Sac State's in the playoffs. Yeah. Like they didn't they're, lose they're, a conference game. Have only lost what one conference game in two years. They're they good. Played. Undefeated conference champion, Sacramento state, Chris. Look, and I'm stinging down wanted. and I'm pulling for Andy Thompson. So okay. like that should but, say something, but I would um, love Andy Thompson. He is know, in my top might, 10. He might be hesitant to maybe like take this job. Um, Cause what it would mean for his relationship with Montana. Well, no, 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 no. Because Sac State's in a playoff race now. Like, like, True. like, is he going to want to abandon his players? A lot of guys don't like, and so it could be one. I mean, I'm, that's just another thing. Idaho kind of has to put a, a foot to yeah. the throat here, right? And they kind of have to and, be like, "Look, we're not waiting for you guys to go to Frisco. Like, we have a recruiting class coming up. Like, yeah, we need your commitment. Like, right? And and I guess so, you're right. That could be him being like, "I'd rather wait it out and see if I can win a Frisco. They're a seeded team this year. Mm -hmm. Like, see if we can make it to make a run at Frisco over." Jason, because yeah. if he goes to Frisco, it won't just be Idaho calling. He might not get a job like right. Idaho, but like that somebody will call and give him a shot at some point. Right. So that's that's a name, and he's also not that old. Like, I mean, so you, you talk about he's he's in his forties, so it's kind of about how old Petrino when yeah, which is about when you know someone who's experienced enough, but also like young enough to where they're hungry enough. You know, they want to they want to make a name for themselves, get going right. Um, that's 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 maybe like one of my top top choices, honestly. Like, and I have no clue if that's true. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen with other maybe defensive names? Like a name I guess we forgot to mention on um, former Idaho coaches that was a defense coordinator recently, Mike Cox. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Like he was a defensive coordinator at UTEP the last few years. Before that, he was with John L for like a very long time. If you go look at Mike Cox, it was like. Played under Dennis Erickson and Keith Gilbertson, and then literally just like with John L for like 15 years. If you like look go look at his coaching time, it was like Idaho, Utah State, Louisville, Michigan State, and then he was at Kansas State for a while. Um, I don't know if he's he's interested or how Vandal fans would do that. He was let go as the DC at UTEP recently. Sometimes a lot of guys guys being let go from their job isn't necessarily because they're bad or they did a bad job. It's because a head coach is like trying to save their ass. It worked out for UTEP. Um, but he's a defensive guy with ties to Idaho. Yeah. That could be a name that pops up. I'm not sure. I got I got one for you. Like, I guess we're, what would you think of Mike Cox? Would like that? Like would you be? Yeah. Eh? It would be very lukewarm. Like okay, that would be one where once again, like I'm gonna say, like no matter what we say on here or going forward, like I'm trusting that the athletic department, Terry Scott, 
do their due diligence. They've hired and an outside did, firm. Yeah, the like, outside they firm. They will be confident in their decision, and their confidence in their decision is going to help me be confident in them. Now, looking at this from the outside, yeah, I would be like, yeah. But then I'm going to be like, all right, they must have said something, or he must have said something that wooed them or something, you know. But Mike Cox would not tip the scale. He's not in my top 20, maybe even my top 25. Uh, does have a son on the team. So, obviously, he probably has interest. I definitely think he's a guy who will have made a call. Um, I've got one that I think is more off the most people have never heard of, or they might have known Andy Thompson. Connor Riley. Do you know who that is? No. So, let me then let me sell you to him, all right? Eight years of coaching experience. He's from the North Dakota State tree. But he's also coached at Sac State on the offensive line. But when he went to North Dakota State, they had only had one All-American on their offensive line. By the time he took over from 2014 to 2016, he coached six All-Americans for North Dakota State, which I know is hard to believe that they didn't have an All-American on their offensive line, but they did. He has since moved with Coach Kleiman to Kansas State. Hmm. He is the current offensive line coach, so he's not a coordinator, which makes me think he'd be also more likely to stay hands-off on the coordinating aspect of it. Um, while he's been there, He's also had three more All-American offensive linemen and running backs. Uh, and he's also put on a couple – or uh, sorry, when he was still at North Dakota State, also took a walk-on running back to the NFL. Um, he The only thing that concerns me, he is outside of the Midwest. He's only spent two years in the West. He's had 18 years of coaching experience, 16 of which are either in Kansas, Nebraska, Minnesota, or North Dakota. But I think we've just seen with Brett Vegan and Craig Bowl at Wyoming, that doesn't necessarily mean they can't come in the West and win. So, like, I'm thinking of, like, a guy who's still kind of young. He's seen North Dakota State. I He's a guy who, once again, isn't really in my top ten, but, like, a guy that if the right due diligence was done, I think Vandal fans should kind of, like, would be excited about, I would hope. I'm going to throw him back at you. Okay. You Deal. heard of the name J- Jason Eck? No. Well, okay. actually, I think I might have. Isn't he, like, a DC at – Close. Okay. He is the current OC and offensive line coach at South Dakota State. Okay. I did not know that. Okay. He was the recipient of the 2019 FCS Subdivision Assistant Coach of the Year by the American Football Coach Association, which is the AFCA is the – so it's like the the Bryles Award for FCS, which is the top assistant in the country. Um, third season as OC, sixth season the staff. He's been coaching for 22 years. Um if I'm looking over my left here, it's because that's where my computer's at. So I'm not trying to like break break eye contact here. But he did play at Wisconsin before that. Played graduated in '99, so played under Barry Alvarez, um, and also he coached at Idaho in 2004 to 06. Okay, I've so, got a little 04 to 06 guy later, but so I could do that's, that. That's a, little, a that's little Nick act. Holt, Nick Holt, Dennis Erickson era. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's that's a name that I would be extremely like extremely happy with that not too many people have ever heard. Um, and like we say, I would, like the line coach aspect. Someone who knows how to guide a unit already, like someone who's a quarterback coach, like it's hell or running back coach is a hell of a lot different than coaching the old line. Like that's a unit yeah. that you have to like oversee all the time. And before you started, co- and Aaron Sachs, Best, uh, mm-hmm. uh. God, I can't believe I can't think of his name right now. North Dakota State's current head coach is their offensive line coach. Oh, 
Yeah. How can we oh, know the reigning? Whatever. But you, anyway. you can get it. Offensive line. Reigning. Awesome. Reigning what, Chris? What are they the reigning champions of? The Missouri Valley Conference? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jason Eck played, coached at Idaho. Like that's like, but he, but only for, that was his first head. That was his first job. Um, after he stopped playing, you know, he was a GA two under Barry Alvarez. Okay. Well, so, I've got a, I, I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a comment from Will View who's talking about Mike Brennan. So I, I, I see that Will and I've got an idea that we can pivot to that, but I've got an assistant just to play off of yours. What if mm. I told you there's another man that was on an Idaho staff during Nicole? Well, I guess actually the end of Tom Cable. What about Ed Lamb? Hmm. Because I think that's we'll, a- we'll get into something a little bit later that contradicts this. But for those of you who don't know, Ed Lamb, current assistant head coach and special teams coordinator for BYU. More known for his time as the guy who got Southern Utah to win the Big Sky and then also made them relevant before just deciding to leave. And due to a, a news article that he was a part of when he left, he just said he wanted, kind of like Jeff Choate, it had been like six years. He had seen them through the Big West, uh, into the, Great the West. Great West, into the Big Sky, had won both both of those conferences. So really turned a program that we joke has had very little success since. Uh, Ed Lamb went 24-24 and 24 with his time at Southern Utah. But to put it in perspective, they're 5-24 and 24 without him. And he had one season uh, – where they only won three games. Otherwise they're pretty successful. Put in perspective, uh, Warren went 16 and 18 with his players. And since his players are transferred out, it has been a bigger struggle for them. Uh, he did. He's from the Jim Harbaugh tree, San Diego, but he spent time. His first real job was Tom Cable promoted him in 2002 to Idaho's defensive coordinator. So he's actually already been Idaho's DC. Obviously Cable got fired. He was 28 at the time. That's more on cable than I'm going to put it on a glam. They made a 28-year-old try to be a coordinator of a big program. That was probably going to end up to be a failure. But, like, I think he hasn't gotten any movement from the BYU thing. Nobody's come calling for him to get the next job. Idaho's not Southern Utah. He would get the resources. He's coached there before. I think Ed Lamb would be an interesting hire for Idaho. I know a lot of people go, well, he's BYU, da-da-da. We have – confirmation uh from our weaver guys he's not mormon so if that's something that you're like super a quarter, against, a quarter of our state coach, is so like yeah it qu- would I mean, still, if, it would help us recruit to, eastern idaho and recruit southern idaho like i mean yeah. i mean look at rigby shoot. right now it's the best team in the freaking state basically and well, it'd be nice to get some of their kids so yeah i mean that's a if that's a prerequisite for not being coached i mean this is idaho that's a right dumb one. <laughs> we have we have the second highest percentage of uh you know LDS. mormons in the in the, yeah. in the lds in the country so like Use it to your advantage. Let's go get some. Go get some guys. Go We're good at football. BYU wins also, for a reason. Also, like, why do you think Weaver's so good? You know, I mean, Utah State. They're uh, eight and two. Did they lose last night? Anyway, yeah. like anyway. those guys are also uh, sometimes doing missions, so they come back at the ripe age of twenty as a freshman. Right. So, all right. So this is Will Views. He said, "Let's get Brent Brennan." Which maybe I'm missing something here, Will. I believe he's referring to current San Jose State coach Brett Brennan. And I don't believe he's been let go. I don't know why he would. He just won the Mountain West. Yeah. So trust me, I would love if we got Brett Brennan. Like <laughs> out of everybody we listed, yes, a hundred percent, we go and we hire Brent Brennan for sure. I don't think he's available. But what about Derek Odom, his current assistant head coach and defensive coordinator? This is a name that you've said to me a few times. I've done a little digging on him. Um, 
you know, I know it's someone that you kind of are like, are are hot on. I am hot I, on him, yes. I I don't know if I'm as hot on him as you are. Like we could do a lot worse, like a lot worse. Um I'd be I would probably end up being okay with it. I mean, you know, he's been he's been around the block for a while, right? A long time. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's been he's been a lot of places. Um just sorry, I'm just pulling up his I played it, you know, he's played at Utah. Actually, I think he played with, with Luther at Utah. So about that, yeah, about that time, early, early 90s would be about Luther. I mean, so um, coach at Montana, Utah State, Houston, Utah, again, uh, SMU, before he was at Oregon State. Um, when he was at Oregon State, he was the DB's coach there. Well, Brennan was the receiver's coach. So Northwest, G5, I, I would be – I'd be okay with that. Um, I don't he's know. It's just like against Idaho. <laughs> in, a, in a weird way, like, I mean, he's never – so he's never been a head guy, right, which is fine. Um, but, like, I, I think I'd rather have, like, Andy Thompson for some reason, maybe because he's Agreed. been in the big sky longer kind of type, kind of thing, you know? So, like, if I would, I'd be okay with – I'd actually be okay with a coordinator who's been in the big sky longer because they know how to recruit at this level and deal with the resources at this level that just don't, they just, we just don't have, even at San Jose state, like their football budget's a lot bigger than ours yeah. since we've changed, which is a shame. Yeah. Um. So I guess I kind of want to, cause I'm, I think our goal is to keep this under an hour. So we're coming up on kind of like, got to get to our legit conversations. Everyone loves content. It, it's this true. Is time for true. content. Uh, Kent bear is a name. I've seen some people throw around current DC um, for Montana. I'm so my question with this is I don't think Ken Bear is the right answer. Uh, because in my opinion, I'd like us to see higher with a little bit of youth. Bear is like 71. Yeah, well, I think like, he'd be a successful coach and could maybe put that building block in place. I would rather we move with a youth, not a youth movement, but like not somebody that is like literally this would probably be their last job and they would retire. Yeah, you know, unless it's like, unless it's someone like Scott Linehan. Yeah, but even that's got right, right. about like twenty he's, years on. He's fifty-eight. <laughs> Bear, yeah. you're, you're saying like being last off retiring, like unless it's like yeah. a. I'm saying situation. like Kent Bear would probably be able to give us five seasons max before mm-hmm. he's just retired. So that's why I'm against that one. Uh, Kirby Moore, that's a a frisky oh, one. I've heard some people throw out. What's he doing? He's like the wide receiver coach at Fresno. Oh, interesting. Well, uh, Kalen DeBoer, the current head coach at Fresno. His name is being thrown around for some power five jobs this offseason. So, depending like, on if he gets brought up or retained, like he might view take it, it as you prosper as you will. Like, Kalen DeBoer, so like things like that matter. Um, you know, he's like Kalen DeBoer is probably on the move from Fresno State. See his name at Washington. Um, TCU's open. Um, Wazoo, seen his name attached to Wazoo too. So, that's in terms of that's, that's a head guy, right? So then you see what do assistants do? Does he move up and go with him as receiver coach? Does he move up and move up as a coordinator, right? Like, so again, just like you know, not spitballing, but that's just like things to look at. Yeah. What do you think? All right. I think we just need to cover Luther because people are a lot of Vandal fans like Luther. And mm-hmm. I don't know if we have this confirmed, confirmed, but we've been basically told he is not really interested in being a head coach. Correct. He doesn't really like the daily minutiae of like, running the program he just likes coaching yeah i would love luther, when you're head coach i would love i mean well you yeah luther he should likes, be retained by whoever he loves staff, he loves but. he loves coaching and being directly involved with the d-line like every like that's what he loves um 
insane recruiting that Salt Lake area, that Utah area, Southern, Southern Idaho um, area. You know, he has a lot of attachments there. Um, he was an all pro defensive lineman, highest paid defensive lineman at one point in the NFL. Like, so his, he's great recruiter. He's someone I want to see retained as a, as a D line coach. I don't know if he'd want to be a DC or how he would do as that. Um, but I don't, from what I've been told and heard, he does not want to be the head coach, but I hope and pray that he is somehow still involved with Vandal football after this season, because he is someone that we can like, I just want his energy. Um, his presence is just awesome. Like it's like, he has the ability, Chris, that like very few guys have as a coach to where they love the players love you. Like everything, like, like in terms of he's a player's coach, but also just commands respect at the same time. Right. Sometimes you have like, that was a problem with achy, like too much of a player's coach, lost some respect to guys in terms of uh discipline thing. Like no one would go against Luther if you were a player, but at the same time you love him. Cause like, like I've had Thanksgiving at his house once when he was yeah. coaching. It was my parents were out of town. We were playing at New Mexico state the following weekend. It's 2017. Um, just awesome guy. I mean, awesome family. Like yeah. I, and, that's a person. That's a person you want to be involved with your program and your university. And I was bigger on it. Um, and then obviously I heard this. And then Brian Marceau actually kind of put the nail in the coffin for me. And it sounds like like what Boatman said, obviously. But let's just you know, under circumstances, this is Terry's hire, right? That would look bad for Terry Golick if her two men's sports hires are from the previously fired staff. She hired Kloss after Verlin was let go. And if she hired Luther after Paul was let go, it's just, it's not a good look. And so I guess that's more like another thing to keep in mind is like, that is. I think his name would have been at shout for an interim. If Paul was let go earlier in the year. Yep. I think his name would have been as the shout for an interim. Um, but that's just like my, that's just me speculating there on that. Yeah. Can I, can I throw one name at you, Chris? Yeah. Cause then we're going to go 15 minutes in and we can freaking. All right. Let's see. We can, uh, start, we can start wrapping into our legit who we want to be the guy. What if I told you there's a man out there, not currently coaching, he's won a national title. Jim Trestle. I know he didn't well, win a national title. Well, yeah, I did. He's didn't won- he? Yeah, he did. did. Trestle, Trestle he did. did. He's yeah, not he's, Is it no, Jim Trestle? It's not. <laughs> but what if I tell you this man out there who's won a national title? Not currently coaching. FCS or FBS? FBS national title. Okay. So the big boy. And it's All actually right. actually within Does he eat grass. Very good reason that he would take this job or has been involved with this job in the past. Our good old friend Dennis Erickson. What would you What would oh, you say no. to that? What would you say to that? I would rather we have Ed Ogeron. And let me put well, it this way: that does nothing for me either. Or Les Miles, the other vacant. Uh, There's apparently a lot of coaches out there that actually have won titles that have no job right now. Yes, Les Miles. Well, there's a lot. Jim, Jim Trestle and Ed Dennis Ogeron. Erickson. And because everyone's Erickson. like, "Well, Dennis, yeah, we already talked, to, dude. I already told you, Kent Bear. Kent Bear is like eight years younger than Dennis Erickson." And Dennis Erickson's a little up there, but and I'm sorry he burned us in 06. I don't think he deserves another shot did, at it. He did. I'm grateful for everything he did. We thought time. when he came in 06, he that was like him His never leaving job. again. Yeah, Dennis Erickson burned us in one year. Dennis Erickson is years. 74. Okay, I think Kent Bear is 71. Still lives in Montana. 
not Montana. Sorry, still Coeur I was reading his still lives in Coeur d'Alene because he's played at Montana State. That's where Dennis Erickson played ball. Mm-hmm. But um, still lives in Coeur d'Alene. Still heavily involved in Vandal athletics. So I will I will give Dennis Erickson that in the sense that even though he's left us multiple times, like we still seem to be the university he cares the most about and has the biggest attachment to. Um, which is kind of strange, right? Like, like he's played at Montana. He's still involved in Montana state too, but like he's a Vandal fan. He, he, he comes to yeah. a lot of, a lot of boosters are still friends with Dennis Erickson and spend a lot of time with him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying I've heard his name, but like wouldn't be the craziest in the world. If you it had Dennis would, Erickson as a CEO of this team, I will say it would be very dependent on exactly that. A secession plan the coordinators mm-hmm. he brought in because I will go on record. I would said I would have rather had one more year of Paul Petrino than what I'm afraid Dennis Erickson would be. I a hundred percent. I am Erickson out. I would rather almost any, I'd rather we hire Jared Zabransky than Dennis Erickson. If I'm being honest, oh, and it's nothing against Dennis. I've never met him. I would love to meet him. I hope I get to meet him in a booster event. I just think, you know, his time has come and gone. After what he did in 06, I don't think he deserves right. he's gonna bring he's gonna bring here's what we're gonna do. Here, here's here's the plan, Chris. This is gonna transition us into what I'd like to see. Dennis Erickson is head coach, okay? Then I would take Tom Cable as offensive coordinator and Nick Holt as defensive coordinator. Dude, you are you are just like everybody that's fearful of the vandal retread thing. <laughs> I think they just had a heart attack. <laughs> I just named all the perfect three, scenario. I just named the perfect well, I guess, scenario. I guess Erickson it's, it's, wasn't fired, but that would be a super old dude who has not had much success recently in his career because he's old, bringing in two uh, former fired Vandal coaches that are oh, both man. jointly considered the reason we're in the hole we are because they took over a successful Vandal program. Nick Holt was not fired. Six years. True, he left due to the rumors of us bringing in who? Dennis Erickson. Yeah, Nick Holt was not <laughs> so fired. There, so he left. There might be some animosity Nick, there, too. Nick Holt left to go be Scott Linehan's defensive line coach. And then while en route to t- taking said job, Went Nick to SC. Pete, Pete Carroll said, well, come be my DC. Let's so get Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll man, might be open. For a team that sucks, a team that's been bad for a long time, why do we keep? Why does this keep happening to us where we have guys who are taking NFL, like, attached to pro jobs and all this kind of stuff? I don't know. Yeah. And look, I'll say, it, like, up there, Dude, stallions. I went and watched our boy Rico, who joined us earlier, being coached by Mr. Erickson and Linehan. I just, I'm out. Like, that is, that would not get me, get me Uh, excited. Um, That'd be beautiful. I want to spend like the last 10 minutes kind of like legit. So, like, we got, we got, all right, I was going to say, we got a couple more times. I know we've heard some of the coastal guys. I don't know how I feel about like people that just don't have West Coast coaching experience taking an FCS job. Um, is there anybody else you've kind of heard that we can float out before we go to our, our, like, we'll give our big three. I know one, we at least haven't covered and then maybe we'll, we'll sell why each three is our three. So I'll, I, I, no one that, um, I will just kind of, I'll just kind of go with people, generic things that would make me attracted to people here for this job. Um, people who have some West coast ish FCS ish ties, like, somewhat here right um people who i love special teams coordinators like i've tried to go find people who are special teams coordinators Choke, there's one, right so there's one at james madison and i what his i can't remember his name off the top of my head no no west coast ties um 
There's another one, maybe at Louisiana Monroe. I can't, I can't remember, but like I love special teams coordinators. A, that's because he's played special teams. No, I just think they make good head guys. Um, it's proven because they, yeah, John Harbaugh, like because they, because they don't have the attachment to what the offense and defense are doing, right? Like they know how to manage a game and manage units and special teams coordinators. You know what they do? You know what happens is they manage because every, like every other position coach, Chris, during special teams helps out and coaches. So they're managing those coaches already during special teams. God, dude, now I got. Okay. So, so I do like special teams coaches. I, so I would like to see maybe if someone had those back, that background would be, I would love it. All right, so what do you think about this real quick then? I'm sorry to interrupt because okay. another guy I liked, but he was not going to make my top three, but you just you got people in that mood. Matt Powledge, safeties and special team coordinator for Baylor. So but I think I've looked that name up before too. He, he's from Sam Houston State. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Southeastern Louisiana. Both two teams are in the uh, playoffs this mm-hmm. year. No secret there. Uh, after that, you probably know him because you actually played against him. So you tell me how their special teams units were. Started at Kentucky, then went to SELA, then Northwestern State. Returned to Sam Houston State to coach the special teams. He was then picked up by ULM in 2016 to coach the tight ends and special teams. Do you remember anything? Did we play ULM in 16? I don't think we did. Uh, yeah, we, we, we walked the park. Oh, we did. For, yep. for we, uh, he experienced the Kibbe Dome in 2017. Uh, the Vandals beat him 31-23. So he's 0-2 against Idaho. How do you remember the special teams teams being against UL Monroe? We, we blocked a punt in 2016 versus ULM. So not great. So uh, well, He then went on to ULL, though, for the last two seasons, and now obviously is running the special team for Baylor, who's – yeah, I mean, I, I just to have some upshift probably because Aranda's going to leave. So, like, I like yeah. special teams coaches because and he's young. He's like still like might not be able to grow a beard young. Right. So that, I think that was actually someone that I came across too. God, there's another guy named Matt. I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, those are like out of the box Mummy? hires. <laughs> Matt Mummy. No, those are out I've, of the box. I've deflated on Mummy. I'm not a Mummy yeah, guy. Yeah, um, Those are out of the box hires or out of the box names, but like criteria like that. Or people who have um, maybe are position coaches at FBS, um, but have maybe led a unit in the past. I want someone who's led a unit, um, or at least led like an old line at some point. Um, you know, because calling plays and having the ability to manage a lot of people is important to me. Like that's that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. All right. So let's go down the list here. We'll bo- bo- both do our top three. So we'll start at number three. Who is your three on the short list. And it can be somebody we obviously previously discussed. My three on the short list within reason, or we, what are we talking here? Like, like obviously within reason, but obviously everybody who said that's a call, like whether it's Matt, Jeff Choate, whoever, like if, if it is not Nick Saban, like there's a legit shot. They All would right. consider the Idaho job. All right. All right. Um, Man, this is tough for me. I'm going to say Andy Thompson's my number three. Okay. Uh, for me, and I know this is this is why I wanted this list to come out earlier. So if you guys read my article later, it's not actually my current order, but it was already a disaster trying to get this all put together, especially after the Shoemaker news. My three is Ed Lamb. Um, I think Ed Lamb would be a good hire. I think he does have that special team stuff that, you know, Boatman talked about currently running BYU's. It's also an assistant head coach. So we already kind of get how to be a head coach. 
because he's been a head coach and was successful and won the Big Sky at a program that has no business winning Big Sky. So for me, Ed Lamb is my three. Who do you got at number two? Hmm. So I haven't really ranked them. Like I haven't done this yet. I know, like this what is you've hard been now doing. that I'm going through it. I'm kind of like, yeah. Cause like, I haven't been hard. ranking them. I've just been like naming guys out I a like, bunch of guys names like. and guys. I'd be cause like, I'm just going like match. We should like, release, number. We'll release. A Give me a lot. Like guys Give me a like. lot. And then yeah. like, let's go from there. Right. Like who's interested? Yeah. 60 to um, 30 to 15 to seven to three to the guy. Andy Thompson. I'm going to go with, Both Brian Lindgren, too. See, now I feel like I'm cheating because, like, God, I would love Andy Thompson. I probably should have put him at three, but I'm okay with the Ed Lamb thing, too. My two uh, is going to be Nick Rolovich. Like I said, that's a little bit harder because, like, I'm not sure his interest level at all. But, like, I do think we 100% have to call him. And then depending on who number one is, which – I mean, I don't know if he's your one, but he's my one. Like, he's not even my top three. Ooh, well, you sold him really good to me. But uh, I, I just, I will go with Nick Rolovich too. And honestly, if it came down to him and who my number one is going to be, I would probably still be okay with Rolovich going over him. This is more of a one A one B for me. We're like literally three through ten. I'm okay with any of them also getting it. So my two is more of a one B. Hmm. Who's your numero uno? <laughs> Scotland Ann. Um, and, and here's the reason. Um, we talk about maybe a succession plan. Boy, like how cool would it be to have Matt back on campus for a few years? Um, you know, and like not saying he would stick around or do whatever, right? But like that that's really cool. Uh, that'd be that'd be that'd be a good good option. Both are like level headed family. Like Matt's a level headed dude. Scott. Um, like I said, there's no one else out there in the history of Vandal football that has this much coaching pedigree who was an alumni here, alumnus here, right? Like that's it. Like he's number one. No one who has been uh, an alum here has that much coaching pedigree. Um, he's available. He's at a good spot to be available, right? It's not like he's coming off from being fired from the Cowboys. It's he's an analyst at Missouri. He's someone that as an analyst, we talk about Chris, right? Like, that's a job. You can leave that job tomorrow and he could start recruiting tomorrow. Right. Yep. Um, he's a name. Missouri's that Missouri's not going to play after next weekend. <laughs> no, no, they're making a bowl. I think. Are they? They, 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 they just got Dan Mullen fired last night. Oh. So I'm out on the sideline. This happens yeah. when you're driving. <laughs> um, Scott's Scott's my number one because a, he could start tomorrow. He's a name that like, when we talk about like what's been lacking, like when Dallas is saying attendance is down, someone's like, Donations have been down, right? Like donations would be through the roof. It would be former, a lot of excitement. A lot. Like when we talk like former players, we talk, we're like, man, like that, like, like that would be awesome. Like we, that's a, that's a name that just gets you like, you're like done. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's hit it. Right. That's my number one. That's who I would, I would love to see back in Moscow. And then like, when I talk about of someone who doesn't probably who's not going to leave, isn't going to screw us, doesn't need the money. Right. Like, I I I I just talked myself into it. It's my dream. I'd love to see Scott back here. Um, yeah, that's that's it. That's my number one. All right, one for uh, Alex Boatman. Is Scott Linehan? 
My number one is a guy that Boatman sold me on and apparently didn't even make his top three, but I'm still nope. in and it'll make sense after I kind of led into it with my number three. I liked Ed Lamb. I think he'd be a great hire. But if you're looking for the young Ed Lamb and not saying Ed Lamb's old, it's Rod Chance, defensive backs coach at the University of Oregon. I just think this guy is ripe to be the next big FCS guy. He's a four-year letter winner at Rhode Island. So he is an FCS guy. He then mm-hmm. started his coaching career by being at Rhode Island, then to Vanderbilt. But most importantly, he was the defensive coordinator for Ed Lamb when they won the won the Big Sky. So he has that coordinating experience. He is still he's let, let he's led a unit. He's been in charge of guys and his defense. And I told you, for me, defense is extremely important because I think he could come in, he could do it, and obviously, like you're not going to get a Lindgren. But there's some guys on this list that we named who possibly could come in as the offensive coordinator. You know, so it's like. I I love his option after Southern Utah. You know, he was able to move on to Oregon, then Minnesota, and now he's back at Oregon. And sometimes there's some benefits from bringing in Oregon. Like Marcus Arraro, Arraro the guy who's Arroyo. Arroyo out of UNLV. He moves to UNLV, and I get they have the whole new stadium and everything like that, and they lost the Eastern. So I'm not saying that was a good hire, but I'm saying like Nike gave a little bit more – shits about UNLV um, and they got some nice jerseys out of it. I'm not saying that's why you hire a guy, but Andy Avalos. Yeah. Andy Avalos. It never hurts to have a guy with the Nike Oregon connection because they seem to treat their own. Well, when their guys get promoted, they seem to kind of follow them with that relationship pending. You're not freaking Taggart like, and you leave them high and dry. Like Oregon has a, a bit of following that Nike does have a odd, quasi relationship with Idaho, although very thin. I'm just thinking like he's young. I want us to take a chance on Rod Chance. I think he would bring a lot of energy. Not that it matters, you know, these days, but like, you know, everything that's gone on with Black Lives Matter and everything, it might be cool to be able to bring in um, a person of color. But that's not that's not why he's my one. It's just the added benefit of like, I think it could help with recruiting. I think it's a good image going forward. I think he's got youth. He's got excitement. He's been a defensive coordinator. I just, he's in the big sky. He's been in the the big big sky sky. and one, 